0: So, would you say you got a better shot of them going in and not so much coming out? You could say that. I did say that. Would you say that? Yeah. Is it possible to two Utes...
1: Uh, uh, to what? Uh, what was that word? Uh, what word?
0: To what? What? Did you say Utes? Yeah, two Utes. What is a Ute?
1: Oh, excuse me, Your Honor. Two youths.
2: what is up and welcome back to another episode of rotten potatoes a podcast where four friends sit around and review movies that you absolutely should have seen already but at least one of us hasn't my name is tyler and i'm here with
0: three of the best Utes that i've ever met in my life what's that i'm you Nanda one <laughs> nanda <laughs> i don't know he said stuff wrong in the movie i think i'd say it wrong here i'm scott I'm what Ute you none are you? <laughs> I'm Ute Chunda too, Chunda! <laughs> Jake. I'm Ute <Yubnav> enough 3.
2: <laughs> that looked like, that That one sounded like, uh, like Peter Stormare more than it yeah. sounded like.
1: <laughs> Is Zach, I think Zach, Zach moved, moved his, his mouth in a way that I don't think I've ever seen anybody move their mouth before. <laughs> I thought we were watching uh, Armageddon again. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, totally. who was that from Armageddon? Peter the Stormare. The cosmonaut. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: Peter Stormare, the only American guy to always be cast as Russian.
0: The fact that you just, I I thought he was Russian.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I don't think you've heard
0: very many Russian people talk. (laughs) I haven't. Have you? Yeah.
3: I work with a lot of Russian people. Oh, well, I don't. (laughs) Do you really? Uh, Probably I've worked with like four or five people from Russia. Nice. That's more than I have. In the last year? (laughs) <laughs> Two years probably.
2: <laughs> Does that matter? It, yeah. They
3: are like, not like Ukraine. They're stuff? not like pro know. invasion <laughs> of Ukraine. <laughs> I don't know. Well, <laughs> we took that in a different direction than I thought.
2: Well, we are reviewing uh, one of uh, my favorite movies in terms of the. It's one of the movies that I will watch over and over and over again from a place of like nostalgia when I'm feeling like. I've had a rough stressful day and I'm like, I just kind of want to watch something that'll cheer me up. This is that movie, my cousin Vinny.
3: Mm. I think I, like, I don't know that I watch it that often, but I've, I've probably watched it three times in the last year. Oh really? Okay. Nice. I like this movie a lot. Uh, before we jump into
2: everyone's takes, who who was a late bloomer on this? Just Zach. Oh, just Zach. Okay. Uh, well, before we jump into that, let's uh let's do some of the just the facts, Scott.
0: All right. This was directed by Jonathan Lynn. It was written by Dale Lawner. It came out March thirteenth, nineteen ninety two. Has a runtime of one hundred and nineteen minutes. The other guys gave this an eighty six percent. IMDb gave it a seven point six had a box office of 64 million on an 11 million dollar budget. So it's a 5.8 X on that movie. Um, it w- did win one award with a uh, best actress for Marissa Tomei, but it wasn't nominated anywhere else. Well, uh,
2: before we hear, uh, from Scott and Jake on this, I, I do want to say that I, uh, maybe a week ago that we recorded, was it a week ago that we recorded Op- open range? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after recording, I told Jake, I was like, "Oh man, you're you're for sure gonna clinch the the victory for this season because uh, I don't think that this movie and and the others that I nominated, but I specifically said this one that that it was gonna be that good, um, or that it was gonna be reviewed that high." But after watching it again this time. I think I've changed my mind on that. I think I, I think this is, this has more value than I initially gave it credit for. I really thought when I picked this, that it was just uh, a movie you absolutely should not have seen that I just liked a lot. Uh, but I think, I, I think I was wrong about that. Scott, what, what did you think watching this movie back through this time?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's fun. It's a good time. I think uh, as always uh, Joe Pesci just does great. He's the star of the show. Um, I, think, I sorry, I thought you didn't like Joe Pesci. No, you said you didn't like him in Goodfellas, and he said in general you don't like. I him, don't. I, I said, well, no, in Goodfellas, I said like he was the only like good part, but I was happy when he finally died. Okay, okay, because I was tired of like just hearing him. Okay, this one he's definitely less aggressive. Yeah, there's still <laughs> some likeable. aggressive. Yeah, yeah. he's a more likable character. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of Ralph Macchio or Mitchell Whitfield as the two uh, boys that got in trouble. I feel like those could have been better roles, but they were not the stars of the show. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think both um, Joe Pesci and uh, Marissa Tomei did great.
3: I think, I think it's funny you call them out because like thinking about them, like I can't think of like two people who are the center of a conflict in the move in a movie being less important to my enjoyment of a movie. Uh, ever besides like this movie.
2: Well, and it's kind of funny because uh, they, there's also, um, I don't know if you guys picked up on this. I only did really watching it this time through a little more critically, Um, but there's also actually no villain in this movie. Like the villain is just the legal system kind of screwed up, like in a very believable way. Uh Uh-huh. Um, but like the sheriff ends up being like super altruistic in the Uh end. There's
0: no one person trying to get them to lose. Everyone's just trying to do what they think they need to do.
2: Exactly. So like, it's kind of funny that you have these two central characters and like they have conflict against them, but no villain. Like that's just kind of an interesting, uh, Like I guess the guy that shot the clerk is the villain. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. It's <laughs> just not on screen. <laughs> that's probably you true. never actually meet them. Yeah. <laughs> Jake, what did you think watching it through this time?
3: I really like this movie a lot. Uh, I think that Joe Pesci is very funny in this, but I think that he's not nearly as funny as Marissa Tomei. Mm-hmm. I think that she, I mean, I'm surprised that this movie won the, like I'm surprised she won for best actress. This doesn't, doesn't seem like the kind of movie that would win a comedy in general. Yeah. yeah. But I think she was really great and very funny. Um, I think that maybe like one of my favorite scenes in a comedy movie is when she's on the bench, and then she's refusing to answer uh, Vinny's questions, and then she's then the judge is like, "Will you answer his questions?" She says, "No, I hate him." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to the judge, I think that's so funny. Um, I, yeah, I wa- I watched this movie a fair amount. I mean, yeah. I've watched it probably a couple times this year. Uh, I really like it.
2: Zach, this was your first time watching it, and it looked like you had notes. Did you take notes
1: on this? I did take notes. I okay. started taking notes. Uh, so I have some notes for some of the other movies too. Oh, nice. But was yeah,
0: it notes just, like, cause you were really wanting to compare to how accurate it was to the like criminal justice system, to the legal system. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'm, I know what I'm talking about when it comes to the legal system. So. <laughs> it's, it's kind of fun to me
2: before you get into that. It's, it's kind of nice to me that each of us are still evolving. Like, 3 years into this podcast like I've only recently started watching director's commentaries after I watch the uh like feature length film and I think for me like it's like oh man like I'm so much more excited to like come to work to uh-huh. do this like because of that um, and like you've just recently started taking it. I think it's cool that we've all, we're all like still evolving. Do you
3: want to know how I've degraded? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I took notes on probably the first 30 movies we did. Oh and really? I have not
2: since. And you just decided. <laughs> yeah.
1: Not worth it. Yeah. Okay. Well, Zach, we'll see if it's worth your time. We'll see. Um, I mean, I took notes on Apocalypse Now, and I forgot to use any of them. So. <laughs> see, that was my thing, <laughs> was like, I took a lot of notes, and then I never referenced them. Yeah. Uh, like I would, like, bring
3: them up before we would record, and
1: then I would just stop looking yeah, at Yeah, I really wanted to ask you guys, because I had posited on Point Break that uh, it's a cooler movie for including surfing. So I wanted to see if Apocalypse Now is a cooler <laughs> movie.
0: <laughs> I think it it moved up because of the surfing.
1: Right? Yeah. If you put surfing, so, hold
3: the moving, wait. it's cooler. Is uh, uh, Surf's Up the coolest movie of all time, then? It might be. Okay, well, we should probably do it to find probably out. probably should. I've never seen it. I think I would rather do Surf's Up than Paddington, so
1: <laughs> let's.
0: <laughs> We're just going to bring up Paddington in every,
1: in every movie. See, here's, if we keep bringing it up, we have to do a of it then eventually. That's why it? I think I'm it up. wanting guys... to lock us into it. That's why I'm bringing it up. You're also wanting to, to lock guys, us yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: into it. Honestly,
1: it's just you. I'm the holdout now at this point. Yeah.
3: yeah. I, I'm,
2: But Jake and I are wanting to lock us into this for very different reasons. Sure, or, yeah. Think, I, I think we throw way, it to the
0: tots and do a poll.
3: yeah that's a good idea if it works out the way you want it to or it works out the way i want it to it's good content you win both ways yeah it's good content and that's really all i care about
0: yeah it's it's, i know yeah
3: Yeah.
2: no i think that's great yeah i mean i i'm definitely like this is a non zero-sum game
3: for you this is a zero-sum game for me though yeah Uh, all right
1: So, Zach, what are your... Uh,
3: what are your my cousin Vinny thoughts? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so I had never seen this movie before. When you told me that we were going to be doing a comedy from the 90s, I didn't have high expectations. 80s. Yeah. 80s? When was this? 82, right? 82? 92. 92? Oh, I'm so sorry. I was going to say... I shouldn't have corrected you. Wow, I, I was shocked with how off I was. Um, no, but for, I, I had low expectations. Um, I didn't expect to like this movie. Um, but I liked it a lot. I, I had a lot of fun with it. I agree with you, Tyler. I think it's like just a really well-made movie. It's really solid. Um, the acting is good. Uh, it seems like everyone's having a really good time. I really didn't have any... like uh, I, I had not a lot of nits to pick. Um, but even with them, they just didn't feel like important because it's just a fun movie at the end of the day that was just really well-made. Um, and, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. I found it a lot funnier than I was expecting it to. I laughed out loud just by myself a few times and I don't often do that. Sorry, um, that
2: was a weird. I'm not sure if that came up. It on, did. Okay, yeah, I'm
3: sorry. As I heard that in my ears. I didn't hear it out loud, though. I'm, I'm going to say,
2: I don't really know what that was. I think it was probably some sort of acid reflux. You know what, Tyler? It
3: happens sometimes. <laughs> you know, Thank you, Jake. Oh, yeah. What you was the weird it noise happens. Jake made? Sometimes it was a gurgle after. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, just, I didn't even know that I made that noise, though. <laughs> I think about that pretty often. That, <laughs> that, like, that happened and I didn't know. I'm like, what else? What other noises are escaping from me that I just just didn't realize, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it's really kind of upsetting. (laughs) Oh my
2: gosh, Zach, you, you brought up nits to pick. I have one that I want to kick us off with, um, that I, I actually think really drags this movie down and it's the, the score I think is so cheesy and over the top. And it just like, it's maybe too much of a comedy type score that, that was made for this because like I thought about it several times that if you just take the score out of this movie, I could see this being a Coen brothers film. Like it has the same tone. It has the great cinematography. um, It has the same uh, like character, like, you know, uh, like wild characters in very like believable, realistic scenarios, kind of a thing. Like in so many ways, it felt like a Coen Brothers comedy that I would have liked even more had it not been for the soundtrack.
1: Yeah, but Joe Pesci like has a character arc. Yeah, that that's fair.
2: But I I I don't think that it's exclusively true that Coen Brothers uh comedies characters don't have arcs. Who do you think?
3: Let's get an example.
2: Who's
1: got uh, let's not talk about this movie more. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine.
3: Like, I'm a- sorry, I'm just, he, he, yeah. he brought it up, so I want to know.
0: We th- talk about Home Alone. That's another Joe Pesci movie.
3: <laughs> but it's not... <laughs> I would be, I would actually be
2: kind of hurt if we home alone to this episode. I, I I'm would fine. Be- I'm fine going on a Cohen
3: brothers tangent, but I would be really hurt if we home alone to this. I would be like upset. Cause I like this movie and I want to talk about it. Yeah. But if we could home alone more movies, <laughs> I would be you not home that. alone to open range. I should have, <laughs> uh, you have my full permission to home alone games in New York. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Sorry, where did where did, Coen Brothers
2: movies? Oh yeah, were Coen the Brothers movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that and and I'm blanking on his name, but I think that George Clooney's character from Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Oh Brother Where Art Thou has like a legitimate character arc. Um, I'm trying to think of some of their
3: other comedies. I haven't seen Oh Brother Where Art Thou, but like 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 right after reading, I can't really think of one. Or like uh, what was the other one that we did? Oh, we're doing Fargo. Have we done another what? comedy?
2: Uh, Lebowski. Yeah. Big Lebowski.
3: Lebowski. And I, I feel guess, like yeah, I feel none like
2: of them he's really like the same stuff
1: yeah, yeah. Maybe you're
2: right, Zach. Maybe, maybe that is just one of their tropes and I'm wrong.
1: We, we could talk about it more when we do Fargo. Yeah. Okay.
2: What arc do you think Vinny has though? Like I'm going to, I'm going to circle back on this. Cause you said that you feel like um, he has an arc.
1: I don't know that he does. I feel like he like proved to himself that like he has what it takes and that he can. But he doesn't. Why not?
2: Because in the very end, like, Marissa Tomei points out to him that, like, because he's like, man, like, I just wanted to prove to myself that I could do this on my own. And she was like, oh, my God, what a tragedy that, like, every case you're going to win, but because you had the help of someone else. And so he he doesn't prove it to himself, and he, but he kind of proves to himself that he doesn't need to prove it to himself kind of a thing.
3: Also, I don't think that like that didn't have any bearing on the case, right? Like he, she just placed a call so that he, his lie would go through with the judge and he wouldn't go to jail.
2: Well, that, but also she was the one who broke, broke the case because it, if it weren't for, if it weren't for her photo, uh, that he was mocking and, and like legitimately. So like it wasn't overtly helpful, Uh, but it ended up being the linchpin to get the case dismissed.
3: Sure. But like, I don't think that many lawyers are going and taking photos at the crime scene, you know, like they probably, yeah. Like, like he, he, it was, he looked at it and he's like, this doesn't make any sense. So it's still him. I feel like, like in the end.
2: Yeah. But, but had she not taken the photo, like, and, and she wasn't just like, that was really the only photo of the crime scene that she took. She was just taking photos of their trip And had she not done that, like happy accident, he wouldn't have seen that. He wouldn't have put it together. And then she wouldn't have been there to be able to like corroborate that in court Uh because an attorney can't just testify to evidence like they have to get witnesses to testify to evidence.
3: Uh So, yeah. Well, then no lawyer ever does it on their own. They always have to pull in a witness. I Always think so. Yeah, I yeah. think so.
2: But but I but yeah. to to the point of like he proved
1: to himself that he could do it on his own, that he could win this case, he didn't. I guess I'm not trying to like specify too much that he did it without any help, but more so that he could just do it and that he could be a successful lawyer. Yeah. He becomes a lawyerly. <laughs> Loyally.
0: Yeah.
2: As as the as the, the judge says. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what do you guys think about... Yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about Marissa Tomei's performance because obviously she won the Oscar for this, uh, which I agree with you, Jake, is surprising from a comedy. Like, yeah. it's surprising that any comedy w- gets a nomination for Best Actress. Yeah. Let alone wins. Uh, and she was virtually unknown when she stepped into this role. What did you guys think about her?
0: I thought she did great. I, I thought her um, dynamic with Joe Pesci was phenomenal. Like they felt like a couple, like they didn't feel like two actors. It felt like they genuinely knew each other and gave each other shit all the time, which Um, is especially surprising
2: real quick. I just want to interject that, uh, Joe Pesci was like 47 or 48 and Marissa Tomei was in her twenties. Wow. Joe
3: Pesci looks rough for 48 in this movie.
0: He does. You thought he was older than that? I thought
3: he was older. I thought he was in his fifties. I would have too.
2: And but but even despite that, like I never felt like that was a problem in this. Like that never like took me out of there. It kind of did a little bit for me. It It was like, how
1: did he like? It took him so many times to try to pass the bar. How did he land this like hot shot? (laughs) Yeah,
3: (laughs) Marissa Tomei is very good looking, very funny. You know, knows a lot about cars. Very charming in this movie. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I. I And is willing to wait forever for him to like propose. Yeah. He's definitely batting out of his league here. I mean, once they get married, he doesn't have a ton of time left.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, her biological clock is (laughs) ticking like that. Ticking.
1: Yeah. I think his is too. He's
2: pretty pretty old in this movie. (laughs) Sorry, Scott. I I interjected though.
0: Yeah. I mean, I thought she did great. I thought all of her interactions with with him were great. Um, The scene, uh, dang it, I'm blanking on... um,
2: If you give me literally
0: anything i can
2: recreate it for you it's the deer oh yeah uh, the whole whole scene with the deer deer. yeah yeah yeah. the the little picture this you're a little deer and you approach a little a beautiful stream and you put your little deer lips down to the stream to get a little drink of water and bam just like that a bullet rips through your head that whole scene
0: yeah that whole scene (laughs) I thought I she did you, great. I recreate like, it. I, I felt like that was just who she was. Like I didn't think about her acting at all. Like I was just involved in the story because of her. Like, I thought she sure. did really good. No. Yeah. I, th- I
3: think she like, <clears throat> I think Joe Pesci was very funny in this, but I don't think this movie is nearly as good without Marissa Tomei. I think she's the funniest part and my favorite part. Uh, but yeah, I, That's, I guess, all I have to say.
1: Yeah, I had a similar thought to you guys, like, going into the movie, and then even watching the movie for a while, I was just like, wow, how did she, not because I thought she was bad, was just like, is this an Oscar performance? And I guess we could still kind of have that conversation. I don't really know one way or the other. Um, I don't know if it was just a bad year or not, but, like, I remember there's a scene because her character, for the most part, is, like, loud and, um, like, very active. I feel like she's a very active character um and there's the scene when she brings the pictures to Vinny, and Vinny just like dismisses her and is kind of going off he's just ranting and i feel like it's a really really compelling scene from her because uh, she's doing a lot of acting but she's just reacting and you can see how hurt she is um and i remember thinking like oh there it is
0: like she's really she's really doing some work in this movie by the way just a clarification she won best supporting actress not best lead actress yeah, for sure. What, what were the other other uh, nominees were Judy Davis in husbands and wives, Joanne Plowright with enchanted April, Vanessa Redgrave with Howard's end and Miranda Richardson with damage. I haven't even heard of any. Of those I have one
3: movies. question for all of that.
0: Who and what movie <laughs> <laughs> two, two questions. Uh, I'm in a very
2: rare, uh, situation where you don't know them either. I don't know them either. So this is
3: 1992 was a bad year. Is what I what I guess that Scott
2: at. go up to uh, in this what was uh, best picture for this year because that'll give me a, a better idea of like what movies were even happening because I I really haven't heard of any of those movies but I also know that Unforgiven oh yeah I was the same year as Unforgiven
3: uh huh what else well we don't need to keep getting into that but Banger right there
1: yeah that's true not as good as Open Range though. Uh, According to some on this yeah. podcast. According to some on this podcast. Uh, I will say, uh,
2: I do think for me, Marissa Tomei. Uh,
0: Scott, what was Best Picture that year? Unforgiven. And what what else was up? A Few Good Men. Oh, okay. Uh, the Crying Game, Howard's End, and Scent of a Woman. So I apparently really need to watch Howard's End because I've never even heard
2: of that. But... It's in a year with movies that I really liked, like A Few Good Men and and uh, this movie, My Cousin Vinny.
3: Thought you were gonna say Unforgiven. Have you seen?
1: You're like
2: uh, tease me there. Have no. You, have you seen Scent of a Woman? I have. Is yeah. it good? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't like it. I don't think it's good. I don't think it's excellent. Like I. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I haven't seen it. It's it's a movie that people talk about sometimes, but I've heard of it, so that's why I was yeah, curious. But yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's
0: worth watching. I brought up earlier, I didn't like. How did you guys feel about Ralph?
2: Ralph I, Macchio, come on! I thought he
1: was fine.
2: Yeah, like, I
0: don't know why you 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 were hating on both
2: of them. I thought they did fine. I I think I like Michael Whitfeld, uh, playing Stan. Probably better, better yeah. but I do, I actually think Ralph Macchio delivers the perfect performance for his importance in this film. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I did remember thinking like he doesn't seem that worried that he's maybe going to get electrocuted to death, but uh, it didn't seem like anyone was that worried about it to be honest,
0: besides Stan, besides Stan. Stan was pretty worried. <laughs> <Stan>. <laughs> yeah. I would say the ad- an adequate amount of worried.
2: I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's what I liked though, is that Stan played a very good, very worried person. And then Ralph played a very good, like it's going to be okay person, because I think that both of those opinions are valid if you're in that situation. And, and I think you kind of need both like sure uh,
1: and, and yeah, if dreams. they're like stressed out of their mind freaking out about maybe dying it's a pretty different movie
3: yeah and i i, I think that they had some some moments that made me laugh before
1: Vinny came in like when they're like all this over a can of tuna yeah i i mean i remember even before Vinny entered the scene thinking like this is a pretty funny movie yeah yeah i don't know i felt like the,
0: all the stuff pre Vinny was like pretty flat for so me
1: a question what were they doing in alabama
0: they were driving to college they were like okay going, that's taking the scenic route yeah. got it okay yeah. did you guys hear about the theory that they actually did do it <laughs> no that's but they couldn't have i just it. made it up oh, okay. oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's disappointing. <laughs> very disappointing. It's I got, was like, it's whoa. a piece of IMD, IMDb trivia. You could probably put that in there. <laughs> I'll, fi- I'll say I found
2: it interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but but not explain it at all. Just say, have you ever heard
0: about the theory? <laughs> There's a theory that they actually did it. <laughs>
3: that's, that's such a funny way to do trivia. Have you ever heard about the theory that they actually did
0: it? Okay.
2: Trivia. But it would be hilarious if I would have like bid on that and just like been lying. And just been like, you oh like, yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. He uh-huh. just wanted to
3: be the my cousin Vinny expert. Yeah, right. <laughs> I would have felt I would have felt
0: bad for you. I would have suggested we cut it from, from the episode. <laughs> I would have pleaded that we would cut if it. If he would have said he had heard of it, I'd have been like, oh, tell us. <laughs> and he would have been like, uh.
1: well, Jonathan Flynn talks about it in his document or his, yeah, uh, his director's director commentary. commentary.
0: <laughs> Look,
3: I know Ralph
1: Macchio personally, <laughs> and he told me
3: <laughs> oh, he remembers
2: shooting
0: someone.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: But going back a little bit, I just want to answer for myself. I, I think personally, especially watching it through this time, uh, like really trying to analyze it, I, I really think Marissa Tomei steals the show. Like I think she is terrific. And I agree with you, Jake. I don't think this movie is even remotely as funny without her. Yeah. Uh, they, were, like, they were perfect together. And the other thing that I really liked about this movie that I wanted to see if you guys maybe noticed – uh, I feel like a lot of times comedies, like bits will exist that don't like move forward the plot. But I feel like every joke that happened in this movie, like every time I laughed at the end, I recognized how it was referencing back to something funny that happened that, like, you know, helped make it work. Like the whole thing with like uh, Vinny and Mona Lisa fighting about the faucet. I remember that like it's yesterday, Uh but before watching it this time, I've never really paid attention to how that creates like the, the foundation for later that like when they're on the stand and she hates him, but like gets into the whole argument back and forth that that's just a, a component of their relationship. Like I had never really noticed that or paid attention to that before. And to be honest, like thinking about this movie going into it, I was remembering that scene and like, it's, it's kind of funny, but it's just a throwaway scene, but it's really not like it lays, it lays a really good foundation.
3: I think, I think I see your point. Like, I think a lot of the bits do, but there, I think there are some that don't like, like, uh, remember, and I I think this is a a pretty funny bit where he's constantly, this guy's trying to get him to fight him over the $200. Mm Uh, I don't know what that really drives forward, but I do think it's funny. And one of my favorite lines in the movie is when Joe Pesci is like, So you're telling me I either get $200 or I get my ass kicked. Yeah. So well, I could use a good ass kicking. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that's a very funny line. I do uh, too. Yeah. But yeah, I think that was just there to be funny.
1: I think my favorite joke came out of that, like part of the story when he goes into the bar for the first time and sees the guy in the neck. brace. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) What did he say? Like, he's he's like, like, Oh,
3: you got hurt.
0: Did you fall?
1: He's like, did you fall on somebody else's property? (laughs) (laughs) That was very funny. Hell on my own.
2: (laughs) So actually kind of funny, uh, about that. The, uh, in the scene that I was referencing, when when Marissa Tomei says that the torque wrench is "quote dead on balls accurate," uh-huh. that's actually a reference to a real attorney named Jerry Callow, <laughs> who they like uh-huh. use like his name in this mm-hmm. movie, uh, sort of, or like a version of his name, and he's actually a personal injury attorney. Oh, that's interesting. And he said,
3: he described something as dead on balls he accurate. He described
2: something as dead on balls accurate. What, and like, what a king. I know this whole, like, there are like three different things that happen in this movie that like reference back to this real life person that just, I mean, that cracks
1: me up. That's pretty funny. But it's not, this story is not about him uh-huh. at all. <laughs> that's really funny there are a few things in this movie that that this doesn't have anything to do with what you just said but i think what you were saying earlier that like kind of come full circle a little bit like how it was that original attorney that marissa tomei reaches out to um i thought that was really interesting creative and all like heartfelt i liked that uh-huh. yeah yeah when when
2: he tells that story to the judge and the judge says that that was like such a like great story or whatever. Yeah. Like this time I was like, that really was a great story that they uh-huh. wrote for this character. Like yeah. just a really powerful, like dr- almost dramatic mm-hmm. story in this wild, ridiculous comedy.
1: This could have been on TNT. <laughs>
2: it could have been on TNT. Instead it's on TBS. Yeah.
1: So you guys have said a couple times that like Marissa Tomei steals the show and that like this movie wouldn't really work without her. Uh, Does that mean that Joe Pesci wasn't pulling his weight in this movie?
3: I don't think so. I just think that, like, this movie needed Mona Lisa to be funny and be, like, dude, to to do what Marissa Tomei did. But that doesn't mean that, like, Joe Pesci wasn't also pulling his weight. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I think they just, I think they needed each other. Like, if Joe Pesci's not in this movie, it's also not a good movie. Yeah. Right. But like it it may be saying more for uh, Marissa Tomei because she, she's a supporting character. She's not the main character. I don't know. So I don't, it's not that Joe Pesci wasn't pulling her weight. It's just that Marissa Tomei took, you know, maybe more than she needed to. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense.
0: Scott, what do you think? Um, I don't think he wasn't pulling his weight, but I think she pulled more than he, did like in a positive way really um because i i agree with zake with, with zake Whoa. with uh with jake is, that our, a co- new is that our couple, couple
1: name, name. <laughs> yeah I'm, in, I'm into it okay zake. i feel like you could talk about that on goss guys
3: oh for sure oh yeah, yeah. gossip, gossip goss. guy
1: gossip guy is gonna do
3: a full episode on this and you know what i have the scoop I'm half of I'm half of Zeke. <laughs> do
2: you are, are you going to write that under a pseudonym? Or are you going to write it with the byline Zake?
0: I'm going to write it with the byline Zeke. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I yeah I I agree that it m- the movie wouldn't have been as good without Joe Pesci as well, but I think she had a bigger impact than he did.
1: Interesting. I don't know if I agree with that.
2: I think I do agree, and here's how I would answer that. I think Joe Pesci pulled his weight. One of the things that I think was really uh, interesting to me this time watching it through is I paid a lot more attention because I had watched the director's commentary before watching the movie. Um, And so I was paying a little bit more attention to uh, to Joe Pesci's performance, which I thought was truly phenomenal. Uh, And in part because he told the director, he didn't want to rehearse with anyone because he wanted his reactions to be spontaneous and i felt that like he felt so believable to me um but i think i've come to expect that from joe pesci Mm. i don't necessarily expect that from marissa tomei and she delivers in such a high way that like
3: it it blew me away so she steals the show because maybe my expectations I think I mean uh, kind of kind of related to what you were saying, but not related to Marissa Tomei, where we were talking about how they like didn't do any rehearsal, and that probably also helped because of what the movie is about, and like it helped to make Vinny feel very off balance and yeah. very like like unpracticed and unlearned, yeah. and that probably really helped that like sell that in the movie.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even his reactions to the judge when when the judge is like, you know, what what was that, and he's like, what. Yeah, what what did I say? Like, it feels very unrehearsed. It uh-huh. feels very organic.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't considered that. I think one of the the parts that I really because Joe Pesci does a great job all the time, but they there was a part where I felt him like more realistic human almost uh, when him and uh, Marisa Tomei are fighting. And he starts talking about, yeah, like, I have nothing on the line with this. And he starts, like, listing all the issues and all the anxiety that he has. It was, like, one of the first times, I think, with him where, like, he felt almost like a normal person.
2: Dude, that's so interesting. I want to unpack that a little bit. Because when you started in on this, like, thought, I had thought to myself, you know, I think I liked Marissa Tomei's monologues. And I think I liked Joe Pesci's dialogues but that monologue that he delivers is
0: so compelling. Mm -hmm. It really is good. Is that a monologue? That was dialogue though, right? It wasn't he arguing with her? Well, it was was there. It was a monologue
2: in, in a part of dialogue. Like, like Marissa Tomei, like has her monologue about the deer that's in the course of dialogue, but we like get out of the two shot and we're just focused on this one character kind of delivering a monologue. Um so yeah.
0: Yeah. I get it. I guess it would be it's hard to have like true monologue in a movie. It rarely (laughs) happens. Unless
3: unless uh like a character is like narrating the fourth wall or something. And then they're like, yeah, they're like telling you their inmost thoughts or something. They're Mm -hmm. they're
2: doing an aside or they're yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, monologues in 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 movies are super rare. I think they're really common in Mm -hmm. theater. But, but in movies, we still have them. They're just really, they're, they're truncated and they're usually in the course of, of dialogue.
0: Because I think with, uh, with Joe Pesci in so many of his movies, like he's so eccentric and like, he has like so many quirks about him and he does a great job in delivering them and making himself still like a believable, like character. But with this one, like it wasn't just believable, but it felt like super like human and relatable. Yeah. Like, and it made, I, I I feel like it elevated the character a lot.
2: Yeah. I, I think I agree with you completely.
0: Uh,
2: what did you guys think about, because uh, I had never paid attention until this time through, and Zach, Zach brought it up at one point um, off, off air, like just in text message with us. Uh, what did you guys think about the cinematography of this movie? Because I never find myself actually thinking cinematography is important in comedy, but I found it in this one.
1: Um, I didn't think much about it other than I felt like there were too many Dutch angles. And that was I, my only thought. Yeah, Zach said
3: there's a lot of Dutch angling
1: in this movie, and I'll tell you what: <laughs> if you Google Dutch angling, it's just a
3: lot of stuff about fishing. And then if you Google Dutch angling movie, it's a lot of movies about fishing.
1: <laughs> yeah, you were you were like, oh, is that about fishing? And Tyler sent you the explanation, and I feel like you didn't believe us. I no, do. I believed you. I didn't it's say still fishing. No, I didn't
3: I didn't not believe you. I was just like I, and I didn't I wasn't like arguing. Or I didn't say like is that about fishing. Uh but I was just like you said Dutch angling and I was like dude, this is all fishing well, so results. I have no idea what you're here's
0: talking Here's the thing about. is, he actually never said Dutch angling. He always said Dutch angle and you added the ing.
1: I think he said I angling. think I, I think I said there's a lot of Dutch angling going on.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll go so back too. and try to find it. Yeah. I'm like 100% I, sure I, because 100% I sure I triple
1: too. checked because I was like
3: this is all fishing stuff. Uh, I'm
1: it's, also 100% sure. <laughs> Because I, I specifically
2: searched Dutch angle because of Jake's post, because I was like, I happen to know what a Dutch angle is. And I know that that's like a adjective, not a verb that, like, that angle is an adjective, not a verb. So I, I did that just for you to help you. I appreciate, I wouldn't have found it. I, I believe that. I would not have searched Dutch angle. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I believe that. And I knew that in that moment. And I was like, oh no, like Jake has expressed that he wants to learn about camera a little bit more yeah. like, you know, cinematography. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to help you out. Jake. Scott, Scott's, Scott's laughing.
0: I'm laughing because it, uh, all this conversation came up right after Zach stole, uh, Oh, Lord of the, Lord the dance. there's <laughs> <laughs> just a picture of, I've got to say, him with someone with, huge I've got to say like,
3: this is nothing to do with, uh, with you, and you did nothing wrong, but I was having a bad day, and you genuinely hurt my feelings that day.
1: <laughs> and then I was like, "This is stupid. Why? Why did that hurt my feelings?" Uh, I'm sorry. No, it wasn't wasn't your fault at all. Well, part of my powers is I can bequeath powers back. So, okay. do you want the Lord? No, affairs? it's fine. I was just like, <laughs> you, you don't was, want it back. I do want it back. I'm giving it to, get, to you. All right, I take it.
3: Okay. All right. <laughs>
2: So I, uh, I actually really like the cinematography and that might be like just a, a jerk move on my part to like throw out something I want to talk about and ask you guys to comment on it. That's how this whole thing works. Yeah. Uh, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I, I was really surprised by how good the cinematography was in this because I think most comedies don't bother. Um, but there were a lot of the Dutch angles, but all of the Dutch angles actually made sense. And I've never noticed that in this movie before. And I've seen it.
3: So I have a question for you and for how they make sense. Cause Zach texted us that probably a week or two after I watched this movie. So I don't remember what they were, but it said something about like, like the Dutch angle is for like showing like people like going into like a mentally unstable state or something. What was it? Kind of. Yeah. 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 How does that apply to this movie? So Dutch angle, uh, is used to
2: make the viewer feel, um, A little on edge, a little on edge and a little uncomfortable and feel the emotion that there's something wrong happening here. And they use it a lot in regards to, um, the accusation that they've committed murder. Okay. So it's used a lot in that sequence. And then every time we have the, we have a character that's really insinuating that like they committed this crime or proving that they committed this crime. They use the Dutch angle and it makes you feel uncomfortable because you know that they didn't. Uh And I think that that's like a artful use of the camera that doesn't get used in comedies a lot because like, almost laziness i would say and then there were a few crane shots like there was a there's this one shot in particular that when i saw it i was so blown away the entire open almost the entire opening argument from the prosecution is a one shot and it's from high up and away and so you see like the jury and the prosecutor the whole courtroom like really high up above almost a bird's eye view and uh, he's being really like clinical about like describing his case at that point. And then as he gets a lot more personal, the, the camera like drops down and, and like pushes into the prosecutor as he kind of talks about like the more personal, uh, element of, of his case, uh, just you know the outrage that that they should feel and what these two people did and and it just fixes on him and then the camera actually pans around toward the end of his argument and lands on and pushes back in, pans around and pushes back in and lands on the two defendants And the whole time I was like, holy crap like why is this super dramatic camera movement? in a comedy in the first place. And I think it's because this director did a really good job of making something really funny. Also have a lot of real stakes.
3: I, I wish I had more to say about that. I just didn't think about it at the time. Sure. Yeah. you know That's fair. Because honestly, you want to know why it was, I was anticipating one of my other favorite lines of the film, which is Joe Pesci's opening argument, which is something when my sister was in law school, I was like, are you going to, are you going to use this? And I don't know if we'll have to edit this. He's like, but you're on. He's like, everything that guy just said is bullshit. And that's his entire opening statement. I think it's pretty funny. Yeah.
2: I yeah. I think it's funny too. Jake, it's, it's interesting. You, uh, your older sister is an attorney. Have you ever talked with her about this movie? Does she like this movie? She loves this movie.
3: Yeah. Uh, maybe more than I do. We all, my whole family, I think, I think loves it. Yeah. Uh, but she quotes it a fair amount. Actually,
2: this is, I've found, uh, Through the course of this podcast. Actually, I didn't know this. This is apparently like one of lawyers favorite movies. And in fact, the, the ABA, I don't think we said this on air. Did we? No,
0: no, No, I had alluded to it, but I never said it.
2: The American bar association actually wrote in their, uh, journal. Like, so they're essentially, they're like scientific journal. Like they Uh. don't have like medical journals, but the ABA has their journal and they wrote, uh, like kind of just a fun article about the 25 best, uh, legal movies of all time. And this movie makes number
3: three behind uh, To Kill a Mockingbird and 12 Angry Men. There are things like that that are just so shocking to me because I'm like so outside of that world where like, <clears throat> I don't know if you guys watch Scrubs, but apparently Scrubs is apparently like, one of the most accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of it is maybe the most medically accurate TV show. I'm like this show really? Yeah. So when you said that, I felt the same way. Yeah. I don't know about lawyers. So it's probably, I mean, they, the American bar association probably knows, I guess it makes sense. Dude. I, I will
2: say, you know, I grew up with, you know, my, my mom and my stepdad are attorneys. My uncle is a superior court judge. My grandma was a paralegal. And so I've grown up around and and then I did like mock trial in high school. So I've grown up with quite a bit of exposure to like legal proceedings. And I will say this is by far the most accurate like legal arguments I've ever seen. Every single one of Joe Pesci's arguments is like, that's exactly how you would actually do that in court. So even
3: though it's hilarious, it's perfect. Like that's how you should do that. Wow. Speaking of like the legal system and in this movie, I think that uh, judges are maybe the most frightening people in the country. Oh, Because sure. they're maybe the only person in the whole country that can put you in jail just because they don't like you. Yeah. Yeah. Th- th- with contempt of <laughs> yeah. court. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm holding you in contempt and that's it. You go to jail. Yeah. That's nuts. That's, I mean, that's literally true. You're yeah. absolutely right. It's <laughs> <That's> insane. <laughs>
0: How'd you guys feel about uh, the lawyer that was given to them?
2: Oh, the the public defender. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I mean, I thought that was a, that was a funny scene because he was like, yeah, I mean, obviously like he seemed very assured and he's like, we can do this. And then he gets up and just, you know, falls apart. (laughs) It was really funny.
2: I mean, it reminded me so much of, uh, what was the Don Knotts. Oh, I love Don Knotts.
3: It, didn't that character just feel like a like I didn't Don think that Don at Knotts the time, but now that you say that, yeah. Like, it just was a Don Knotts delivery. Yeah.
2: I loved it. It was hilarious. No,
3: yeah, for sure. And didn't you say, though, that uh, he did this as a personal favor to the director? Yeah, he did. So that actor uh, was just friends with the director,
2: and he was a, uh, an actual stutterer. Like, he grew up with a stutter and had to overcome it, uh and then ended up becoming an actor did this and then ended up having a really hard time finding other roles because people loved him stuttering in this movie. And he just ended up getting typecast into stutterer roles. It's a shame they
3: didn't cast him in this in the King speech.
2: I know. Right. He deserved it. And, and I think he's a British actor, so he would have actually, wow, <laughs> I know,
3: right. <laughs> it's kind of a slap in the face. Do you know what is uh, one of the more surprising things to me is that like, I feel like so many like, southern like really southern characters in American movies are played by British actors and yeah. you would never know Yeah, just blows my mind it's like wild. The Walking Dead like like half The Walking Dead is British Yeah, you watch The Talking Dead afterwards and you're like what I
2: think what it is though I could be wrong but this is an interesting like I don't know train of thought uh-huh. that you brought up uh, I think that like Americans can do some English accents really well and they're usually the most extreme English accents uh-huh. like British accents and I wonder if that's the same thing, like like British people just have like an affinity for Southern
3: Yeah, like like it's probably not that interesting or fun to do a California accent to a British person. Right,
2: exactly. That makes sense. But like the deep south is it's like It's like so
3: distinctive. Yeah,
2: exactly. That, that they, it, they
3: probably
0: choose it to work on. Yeah. That it, makes sense.
2: It, which but you're right. It's it's super fascinating that it happens. Uh, yeah.
0: What's your guys' favorite English accent? Cockney.
3: Ugh, that's the worst one. <laughs> I know, but it's my favorite. I love it.
0: Uh, I don't know. This that could I, be British or American English.
3: Or
2: oh, American
0: English? I was uh, just
2: picking. Yeah, okay. <laughs> are you going to change? Probably. From what? To what? From Cockney. <laughs> to what? <laughs> I'm going to say, uh, I think, uh, like the North, like what we're going to see in Fargo later this year. Mm-hmm. I think that's my favorite.
3: I think that uh, the, I mean, Certain Irish accents. I don't know enough about Irish accents, but I I visited Ireland and then there was this show and there uh there were like musicians and they were talking and I was like these are the most charming people in the whole world. <laughs> uh, uh, so it was it really sing songy? Uh, no, actually they weren't singing at all. They were no like, no
2: no no. They're oh, like their, their accent yeah. yeah yeah yeah. So I think that's Dubliner. Yeah, I was in
3: Dublin. Yeah, and they—I was like, these are the most charming people I've ever seen in my entire life.
2: Yeah, double the Dubliner accent is in particular of of Iri- Irish accents uh. really like fun. So I think that might be my
3: favorite. I also have a, a firm least favorite hmm. South African. Oh <laughs> yeah. no, we know. Yeah, yeah. We're, so I, we're, about, I talked about that on *Lethal Weapon* and *Blood Diamond*. Blood yeah. diamond. Yeah. It's yeah. a bad
2: accent. And *Lethal Weapon*. Yeah, both of them. Yeah, it is. It's it's a rough accent. I really like a Boston
1: accent. So do I. Love, yeah.
0: Oh. I love Boston. You don't like it? Boston. I also is, love Scottish.
3: Boston's terrible. Scottish is cool. i I don't think it. Boston don't is, like. an, is an accent as much as it is a city full of people that just don't say words right. <laughs> so uh, bringing it back
2: a little bit to my cousin Vinny in the perfect segue, I think, of this podcast, uh, the opening dialogue that we heard, the two Utes. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Uh, was actually a real conversation between Joe Pesci and the director uh, where Joe Pesci said, you know, and these two youths, and the director said, who is British, said, what? <laughs> and he said, youths. And he said, what was that word? And he said, oh, sorry, youths. And the director thought it was so funny
3: that he included it in uh, the movie. It is funny. I mean, it's true. a very funny interaction.
2: <laughs> I mean, it is. it is. Yeah. It's hilarious, but it's even funnier knowing that That was a real British person not understanding uh,
3: a really deep New Yorker accent. It's really funny that like somehow, like no matter what jokes you write, the funniest thing can just be people going like, what, back and forth to each other? (laughs) (laughs) What? What? What?
1: Yeah. (laughs) What? What's funny too is like so much this movie revolves around just miscommunication. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the funniest bits, in my opinion, was when Vinny shows up to jail when they're, when the two kids are in jail, oh gosh! Uh, but, and he meets Stan for the first time. I think that's oh, when yeah. I was just like, okay, this is going to be a funny movie. Like this is smart comedy. It's funny that you'd say that. Cause I, I've been thinking recently that I think
3: like comedy around miscommunication and like people that just do not understand each other is maybe one of my favorite yeah. forms of comedy right now. Like it just like complete
1: misunderstanding allows you to, to make really smart jokes out of really dumb people. Mm-hmm. very funny i think that's like a big reason why arrested development works as well as it does yeah you know i feel like that happens a lot in that show
2: so it's kind of funny the that scene that whole scene was not in the script that the director and cast finally got but the director got a hold of like previous scripts and found that interaction oh interesting and like had a conversation with joe pesci and they decided that it had to they had to like retcon it back into the script basically
3: that's it's i guess i just don't know how hollywood works but it's very interesting to me that a director would just be like presented a draft of the script and like not be in a project earlier on i think that
2: really only happens to be honest with really big directors which Uh this guy was not okay uh, and really big like projects, you know, oh. where they're like, oh, we're going to throw a lot of money at this. But like the director described it as having like a shoestring budget, which I could see that Scott, what was the the budget on this again? It was like 11 eight, million, eight, 11, okay. 11, 11. So like pretty, pretty small budget. Uh, and usually that only happens what you're talking about, Jake, with people like Christopher Nolan, where they're like. They're sort of producing it and directing it and uh-huh. involved in the writing, and like they have enough clout to bring their own ideas to bear. Uh-huh. But smaller movies that, like, you know, especially that will have a lot of commercial appeal, like studios will just buy a script and then shop around for a director and like work that way. Huh. A little bit more like television. Uh huh. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Another bit that I really liked in this movie was just how often it felt like they were making fun of the South.
2: Yeah. I yeah. wanted I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> I uh what were you gonna I say? I was gonna say that's
1: what I thought you were gonna bring up when you were talking about what Zach texted us. Because oh, he said right.
3: I feel like this movie is low-key making fun of the South. Yeah. And then
1: you were like, I don't think it's that low key, <laughs> Zach. <laughs> yeah. Uh one of my favorite jokes though was when they're in the restaurant. <laughs> They're looking at the menu. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was another one where I laughed out loud. Oh, I love that bit. I'm I, thinking breakfast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah? You think so? All right. It
1: was Two. It's like $1.50 or
2: something <laughs> like that.
3: I like that. I like when when he's questioning the guy about grits. And he's like, well, how long does it take yeah. He's like, oh, no self-respect in Southerner uses instant
1: grits. Yeah. <laughs> is, is, earlier, we talked about, like, are there any villains in this movie? I feel like some of the witnesses were, like, maybe villains. Because they just felt, it felt so sure just to send those kids to the electric chair on the flimsiest I think that,
3: like, I don't feel like that feels that unrealistic and maybe not even that bad uh, about those people is because, like, this is a small town, there's a murder, and people want an answer. So, like, they are probably for their own comfort
1: (laughs) saying, like, trying to ascribe. I'm more joking, but, like, they're just kind of like, yeah, oh, it was definitely him. Oh, could you see him? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's kind of what it was. Uh,
2: no, totally. You're right. But that is kind of like what I think is one of the geniuses of this film is that it really like it's super funny. It's an easy time. Like I don't have this is not a big brain movie, but it has a lot of big brain yeah, implications. Definitely. Because that is that is literally what happens in the criminal justice system most of the time. Like eyewitness testimony in American justice today is so unreliable that it's, it really is like kind of a joke, you know? And like to even just like reflect that back to us from a British director that had a law degree to reflect that back to us is I think like really
1: kind of like kind of neat know, uh-huh. to like i kind of almost uh, like took it a little bit i don't think the movie was trying to say this but i i think i kind of projected a little bit that like maybe they're like kind of racist i mean they're in alabama
0: <laughs> like i mean it could be to an extent i think too like people start to rationalize things in their brains and like they start to like almost no one has memories that are 100 percent accurate because right. we always change them and so for them it's like okay like these two kids were at the store. They left. I saw two people leave in the same kind of car. Like it was them. Yeah.
2: And the cops and the prosecutor are telling me it's them. And so uh huh. it's them. And he said, I shot the clerk. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I shot the
0: clerk. It's yeah. It's confirmation
2: <laughs> bias a yeah. little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, that really happens. And, and that's, I think something that's so fascinating to me is like, I don't feel like most comedies and like, I'd love to hear if you guys disagree but I don't feel like most comedies actually tackle like a like a real societal issue in like a believable way.
3: I feel like the comedies that do are not considered comedies. They they're like they're a dark comedy. Sure. And like like that will I think tackle a real issue in a very bleak way. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that this kind of a comedy does. I think I agree with that. Yeah. That it's, it's unique at least Uh like, yeah, it's, it's rare. I think, um, sorry, pivoting a little bit, but I I was thinking about another moment that made me laugh really hard with the witnesses, the eyewitness testimony when he backs up and he's like, like I'm 50 feet away. How many fingers am I holding up? And then the judge says, let the record show that he's holding up two fingers. And he's like, judge, come on. (laughs)
2: That was improv by Joe Pesci. When, when Joe Pesci says, uh, now, Mrs. Riley and only Mrs. Riley, uh-huh. and, like the judge reacts like kind of like scorned, uh-huh. you know, all of that was improv. And the director was like, that was great. It's, I think it's a very funny scene. Movie. It's a very funny scene.
1: I don't know who the guy was that played the judge. I know he's like the in the Munsters. Um, other than that, I don't know. Him, but I oh, thought is like he, he was, Herman Munster. He's yeah. Herman Munster. Yeah. Oh, my Quinn. gosh. But uh, I thought he was really good. I thought he was like perfectly cast.
2: Uh huh. I thought he was perfectly cast. I also thought the sheriff was perfectly cast. Yeah. Like I think he just did a really great job in his role. Uh Do you guys have any uh, nits to pick? Other than the score, I really like, like, really, really, really. If the score wasn't the score, I would think that this is a like excellent film, not just an excellent comedy.
3: I think even more like it's music related, but even worse than the score is the original song. at the end. Oh yeah. The original song. Songs. Wait, what was the original song? There was an original song in the end credits. And it was like, basically just the story of the movie. It's oh, like, really? like a really twangy song about a, a, a New York lawyer who doesn't have any experience coming down to save people in a murder trial.
2: Jake, I've got such good news for you. Yeah. I feel like this is right up your alley. Okay. Uh, in 1998, Okay, Joe Pesci released an album of music as Vincent Gambini.
3: Oh my god, <laughs> that is exactly on my alley. You, <laughs> when you really, yeah, when you put your hand out, I thought I, I thought you were trying to stop me from talking. No, but that's I was awesome. giving you a gift. No, I appreciate that. I'm gonna listen to it. Blessing. I'll listen to that on the way home. <laughs> Yeah. No, what, what if it sucks? It doesn't, it will
1: suck. It will suck. It, it's like, do you think I listened to Macho Man me.
3: Randy Savage's rap album because it was good? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wasn't sure. I Did know she you
0: listened to the whole thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zach, there's a reason I didn't bestow this blessing on you. I know, but Jake <laughs> is so, his opinion of people is so affected by their, their personal lives. So No, this is funny. Okay. That's you're okay a with that. really funny thing to do. <laughs> okay. I don't care if he didn't think
3: it was funny, that is funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think he thought it was funny. Yeah, I, I, I assume that Joe Pesci thought it was funny. I don't yeah. think Macho Man thought it was funny. Yeah, I think he thought he was a good rapper, <laughs> uh, but he probably thought he wasn't going to have a heart
1: attack and die. So, right? You know? Right? What does he know? <laughs> N-
2: literally nothing.
1: Um, I I thought this movie. Uh, I think I had like one complaint, a little bit with the pacing, because I feel like, um, like. A big part of the movie is uh, Vinny screwing up. And I got a little tired of feeling like he is constantly screwing up. And I was ready for him to start succeeding. And once he finally, like, kind of has his first victory in court, I remember kind of reinvesting in the movie. And I feel like if that had been a little bit sooner, I think I would have been, like, super invested the entire time.
3: Yeah, that's it. Yeah,
1: I, I, I get that.
3: I didn't feel that, but I, I guess I could see why you felt it. Like it was he had he he might have went to jail one too many times. Yeah, for contempt of court. Right, but, it, it, but I I think I felt it, Zach, a little bit earlier than that because
2: obviously that first when he does his first cross examination, it's like that's the the true turning point of the movie. Yeah, but I think I felt it a little bit when um he's in. The uh interrogation room with uh with Ralph Macchio and he does the the card trick,
3: the card trick,
0: yeah, about how they have a house of cards.
3: Yeah, I thought that that was super weird. I but that for me,
2: that was like the okay, no, he's he's like getting off the he off his heels onto the balls of his feet. I know what you're talking about, yeah, yeah, and he's like explaining, he's like, no, listen, like they're going to explain this to you like this, but it's, it's all fake. And then he flips it around and like, he's done a sleight of hand trick. And I was like, okay, no, he's getting back onto the balls of his feet now. Like, and then of course the whole, like, wood scene happens i think after yeah. that and then he comes into court and he's like asleep and or no that was later i'm sorry but anyway yeah
3: that was maybe that that scene i forgot about it because like I, every time i watched it i think he's saying absolutely nothing like he's proving nothing he's doing nothing right he's speaking in complete generalities why is he saying this and i feel like that 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 that's maybe my least favorite part of the movie
0: i don't like it um, wait uh, the when when Vinny's like oh, oh the car, they have the a house trick. of cards yeah. yeah 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 that thing i yeah I forgot about that. I will It say, definitely wouldn't have made me more confident in
3: him. No, I would have had less confidence in him. <laughs> yeah.
2: I will say I, I get what you mean because like it's so funny the rest of the time, like he delivers this perfect legal argument that's like impossible to like poke holes in. But in that moment he is being so generalist. Like he's not reinstilling with evidence, like and I would even say.
0: understand if he had like the history behind him. He's like, this always happens, but this is his first case. <laughs> and he's like pre- presenting this general information as like fact.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. And I was going to say, I, I think I would have agreed with you, Jake. Like if, uh, it maybe felt like you went, to jail one too many times but it was funny that he goes so that he could get a good night's sleep yeah, yeah like that, that was, a, that that was, was pretty, pretty funny, funny.
2: That, yeah. oh that bit was hilarious when he's like i'll finally get a good night's sleep yeah. and then it's the right and you're like oh man poor vinny and he's just sleeping like a baby that was, and
3: and the other thing is is that that led to their money troubles which is why mona lisa had to hustle pool and right got there. so like that was funny <laughs> yeah. I, i'm not i'm not faulting it for that yeah
2: yeah yeah i, I get guess you. no, that's fair uh, one other thing, real quick. I know we're over time now, but I I ended up loving this movie for as a film more than I thought I would. Um, but uh, the like legal realism we've kind of touched on a little bit. Um, and we talked about that scene that got cut. That was like Vinny introducing himself to you know the story uh-huh. basically in the jail cell. Yeah, the reason it got cut was because it wasn't like realistic like Uh no one like that that could never happen Uh and everything else in this movie is so perfectly legally realistic that like that one thing it was like let's just get rid of it let's lift it out and the director said uh i ended up deciding it was funny enough to leave in that i was willing to roll the dice to see if anybody noticed that that wasn't realistic
0: and
3: I, I wanted to ask all you guys, did you think that, w- did that bother you? I mean, it did for a second, but I was like, it's just in service of a joke. Okay. So I, I let it go. I was like, this isn't how this would work. This is pretty funny.
0: I'm going to be completely honest. I wasn't listening to you when you were explaining all that. And I have no clue what I'm even answering right now.
3: <laughs> just say yes and move on. <laughs> yeah,
0: it bothered me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I'm I'm with I'm with Jake on this one. It's so funny because I actually didn't even notice until I heard the director say that interesting. Like it never clicked with me that that was not real. I, I know it's not realistic, but I just suspended
3: my disbelief enough, I guess. Yeah. And I, I think that, that like, I guess that's what I did, but like, I think like in order for me to suspend my disbelief, I have to have a moment where I'm like, this doesn't make sense. I'm going to go along with it. Okay. You know? Yeah.
0: I can't wait to listen back and hear what, what you the, agreed the, to what the question. <laughs> All
2: right. Well, we're way over time. Uh, what do you guys say? We put this one to bed. Yeah, Ty, you're up first. Uh, because I do think this is one of the most excellently made comedies that we've done so far. I'm going to give this 8.6 stylish
3: pants worn while shooting a deer. Jake. Oh, we're going to me. I thought we went to the person who liked it the least. all right i don't think that's me we'll see all right uh i'm gonna give it an
0: 8.2 uh utes (laughs) i'm gonna give it 8.5 dead clerks (laughs) i'm gonna give it eight dutch angles (laughs) nice you you were almost worse but i was wrong uh (laughs) (laughs) uh, this comes out to an 83 percent on oh, Rotten thanks. Potatoes. Once again, the other guys gave this an 86% and IMDb gave it a 7.6. So we're right in between them. I- I'm pretty happy with this.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm really happy with this where
0: it is. Uh, Jake, we're doing your movie next week. Scott, oh, we
2: before you jump into that, I'm really curious. Uh, and you can just tell me this is something we're going to have to answer on a future episode, but is this the highest rated comedy we've done?
0: Oh, uh, I don't know. We'll, Let's answer you know, that. Off we'll air. answer it. We'll answer it in the in next episode. Okay. Cause next episode is also a comedy. So it makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
1: <laughs> only one I can think of is maybe big Lebowski.
2: Mm. It might I be. think
1: would be
0: better. Lebowski I, was 85. So, so Lebowski the, beat it.
2: Lebowski beat it. Okay. Yep. Then I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. Cause yeah, I, I think Lebowski, I, I might take back what I said. I think this is, I think Lebowski's
3: better, and I think I rated Lebowski better. But yeah, so uh, set your set your TVs to TBS for next week's episode. It's uh, the very funny, according to Scott, Gangs of New York. <laughs> I did laugh at the beginning.
1: <laughs> Good Lord. Was that on? Did we talk about that on air? Or we or haven't no? yet. No. We're, we're gonna get into it, but <laughs> that Scott, was a teaser. this is next uh, episode. I just, know, but <laughs> Scott just said
3: next week is also a comedy. Oh, so then I—I I, I think I, was, I continued the bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. too
1: focused on the fact that this is higher than Apocalypse now. I was really brooding on that. <laughs> <laughs> so.
0: I would watch this a thousand times. Yeah, before I watched me Apocalypse, too. So.
1: But I'd watch this before Schindler's List as well. But I don't think it's a better movie.
3: <laughs> it's a Fair point, Zach. It's a fair point.
2: Oh man, this is what's the the highest rated movie since we did The Searchers. Is that right? Uh, Or is it
0: 88% on Get Out? Oh,
2: Get Out. Okay. So before the searchers, yeah, it's higher than the searchers. Well, what did the searchers get?
0: 81. Okay. All right. Well, Jake, do you have any uh, thoughts you want to give me before we go into your episode next week?
3: Yeah, I guess I just want to say...
1: Dude, I think this episode is just going to be
2: effed up.